0: And we're live, uh, finally, after an hour of troubleshooting, we are live on episode 9 of the 808s and Bars podcast. Uh, we are here with a special guest, uh, friend of the show, internet friend of the show, uh, Ryan Jones of the Good Takes NBA pod, uh, Travis Scott fan, so we wanted to have him on for the Astro World Review. Say hello to the people, Ryan.
1: What's going on? <laughs> pleased, to, uh, pleased to be on. Thank you for, thank you for having me.
0: And obviously we also have Jason here, Jason Buford. He's got his his hating face on, ready to go. For the- <laughs> Would you expect
2: anything different? Come on.
0: <laughs> so uh obviously we are talking about Astro World. We've all been itching for a few days now, really, to get on here. I've listened to the album upward of 10 times. I, since it's one of the bigger releases, I wanted to give it a lot of spins, just like we did. I tried with the Drake album, but it was just impossible. <laughs> that album was just too fucking long to spin like 10 times. Uh, I didn't literally have the time, but for, with this one, it's a little bit shorter. I was able to spin it a few more times. Before we get like totally into it, I wanted to tell you guys like a story about the first time that I ever heard of Travis Scott. It was in 2013 at the BET Awards Cipher, and I remember because in the middle DJ Premier was was like spinning while he was ciphering. and he said a line he said hold up primo this beat sucks to DJ Premier <laughs> and i was like who does this guy fucking think he is yeah. That's and then bold. i and then I, <laughs> I yeah and then i realized years later that DJ Premier is his uncle
1: oh okay so that that at least makes like Wait,
0: Scott's uncle? Yeah, that's why a lot of people thought he was an industry plant.
2: I thought Mike Dean was like his godfather, kinda.
0: No, DJ Premier is his uncle. I'm I'm positive.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's got he's got it in the bloodstream. Oh yeah, DJ Premier.
2: Travis Scott's dad taught Gigi Premier how to like uh play the drums.
0: Yep. So I guess yeah.
2: they they might not be blood but they're like
0: right, it's like uh, your uh, uncle uh, like uh, a family uh, friend but still. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. And then in addition to that, uh I believe that his dad does work somewhere in the record industry or at least has like deep connections in the record industry, which is what people believe which is why I think a lot of people said that originally Regardless of how you feel about, you know, his come up and stuff like that, and he might have had, you know, an advantage over some people just because of the people he knew, I think it's safe to say that he has established himself as his, at least, you know, he's a wildly successful artist, regardless of how you feel about his music. Um, So a little bit of background on him. He was signed to a few different labels. Um, Still currently is. It's kind of confusing. He signed a Grand Hustle Entertainment, which is T.I.'s label. T.I. obviously was the narrator on his first album, Rodeo. Um, Currently, he is signed to Good Music, but he's only signed as a producer. Did you guys even know that?
1: I did not at all.
0: Yeah, so he's on Good Music, but only as a producer. So that actually, weirdly enough, that makes more sense to me, just because I think that his work with Kanye over the years, like, I think that he's definitely been... He apparently was a part of creating Yeezus with Kanye. Like, he he has credits on there. He was apparently uh, a background force on that album. Um, so it goes back as far as 2013. He featured on in Cruel Summer in 2012, the year before that. In 2013, he debuted with Al Faro, but really started making waves with his next project, Days Before Rodeo. Uh, He's a rapper and a producer, but in his last three projects, Rodeo, Birds in the Trap, and then his collaboration album with Quavo, Huncho, Jack, Jack, Huncho, he has taken a backseat to focus more on rapping. Um, Apparently him and Mike Dean... Don't make all of the beats, but they have a lot to do. There's a ton of alteration on the production between those two. Mike Dean has been someone that he's been creating all of his albums with. um, And he's seen throughout this album as well. He's credited on a ton of stuff. Uh, Travis has been a polarizing figure within the hip hop community, to say the least. Um, He's received mixed reviews from critics and I think fans of trap music. Uh, usually don't really like Travis. It seems. Um, I yeah, think there's
2: a a lot of people from all over, whatever have you, don't have, have have issues with him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's weird to me because he seems to have the respect of a lot of people in like the music industry. Like he's really good friends with Quavo and Young Thug, and he's he's had pretty much. I mean, outside of like. Kanye, I can't really think of someone who's had like this many big name features um, over the first course of his first few albums. I mean, his first album, Rodeo, had Quavo. It had, yeah, Two, it chains had Two chains Future. Uh, it had um, Chief Keef. Uh, it had Schoolboy Q. It, I mean, a T- Torae. This on your grave with Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. Uh, his second Bieber. album. Had Andre three thousand Cuddy, yeah. I mean, he gets insane features. And why do why do you guys think that he's so polarizing, like amongst fans? And like, I know Jason probably would have a better perspective on this because me and and Min Ryan are probably bigger fans of Travis's music. But why do you think he is so polarizing, Jason?
2: So like, I think part of the reason why is because people are wondering. Why does this random dude have all these friends? You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just came out of nowhere, kinda. So I think yeah. that's why you see people are wondering, hmm, this doesn't really add up. You know, so I mean, I get it. I think that he's proven himself, to be honest, to be a figure in hip hop, and we gotta respect it. Um, have it have I always liked his music? No. Have always think I have always thought that he has the chops that you need to have. No, I don't think so. But uh, it would be just completely dishonest for me to be like, oh, he doesn't belong here. No, like he's
0: he's got some joints. So he has there there's legitimacy to his existence. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. What and you're I, trying to say. Right. Yeah. There and I think people I think people are that's I think that's a problem. They're wondering whether this is real or not. They think that, like I said, in, like you said, industry plan. Like how is this random dude just all of suddenly but I don't think it's like that anymore. I did at one point, I didn't think that now he's given us enough – he's given us enough music where it's just like, okay, this guy's a figure and you got to respect it. So. Right.
0: And and I know, Ryan, y- you liked Rodeo and Birds in the Trap, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay.
0: So a little bit of background. I I like both of those projects too. Jason hates Rodeo. He thinks it's actively bad, he told me. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, it. it it's ass. Like, <laughs> like, but, but Piss on Your Grace is one of the worst songs I've actually, like, ever heard. I,
1: I will concede that I don't like, for a fan of Kanye and Travis, I like that song probably less than, uh, than be, most would, I guess. Yeah, I would and say. to be
2: fair, to be fair though, Kanye is one of the reasons why I don't like that song. He actually sounds really bad on
0: it. And yeah, it's it was apparently a, a leftover from Ye- the Yeezus set. That makes sense.
2: That makes yeah. sense. Sounds like a throwaway song. It sounds like a, a, a some clown shit that Kanye was doing. So yeah,
0: <laughs> I piss on your date. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. Like we- it's a very weird song. Uh, <laughs> it also doesn't fit on that album at all. Um, so but it's, Antidote's a hit.
2: I mean, like I said, he's got some joints. Antidote, I mean, it, I, I saw Travis at Golf Ball. The this, this shit bangs. Like, I can't even.
0: What, what do you think about, I know this is my favorite song um, by him, is Oh My This Side, the one with Quavo off his first album. You I think like that Yeah, I like that one. Okay.
2: That's like one of the three good songs on Rodeo.
0: All right, fair enough. That's uh, that's you know your opinion. Obviously, you're you're wrong, but it's okay.
1: <laughs> hey, at least at least there, people aren't listening to this podcast for groupthink. You know, we can yeah. uh, you know have some uh, have some disagreements. Yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> diversity of thought, the marketplace of ideas. Um, so uh, I want Ryan up front to. Give his take on Astro World. Did it live up to the hype? Do you like it? Uh, What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? And since you are the guest, we'll have you go first and then we'll have Jason and then we'll have me.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I definitely liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. And it's interesting that you said, like, did it live up to the hype? Because not only has he been teasing it for years, basically, like even before Birds, uh, he's been teasing this album. But within the past month, month and a half, two months ish, I guess you could say, it seems like everyone, everyone in the industry has been like talking about it. It's been kind of like the, the big thing, I guess. And you know, going the past week, like even more so, or the not the past week, but the the week before, it really like it seemed like everyone was talking about it. Like everything else kind of just stopped, like for Ash Show World, definitely. I, i really liked it i enjoyed it quite a bit there is some signature like travis sounds to it but i also think that this album definitely more so than and don't get me wrong like i loved birds but i think that this album showed a lot of growth as an artist there's some sounds in here which you just like wouldn't uh he just like wouldn't make on his previous uh two you know studio release albums with birds and uh rodeo there's i think that he's like uh not matured that may not be the right word but as i said like <laughs> there's just some matured. sounds that <laughs> general. yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly but there's some sounds like you know you look at a song uh you know i know we're gonna go like you know not necessarily track by track we'll we'll dive into it more uh in a bit but you know you l- look at a song like coffee bean like that that sound is just not or you know another song like five percent tint like I feel like those types of those types of sounds that he's you know cultivating are just kind of unique to what we've heard from him in the past and i thought it was really good and I enjoyed like the the levels of growth and you know just different different stuff that he threw at us i guess would be the way I would put it
0: it's interesting you chose those two songs because I would say those two songs are probably, I would say they're the most old school like hip hop that we've heard from Travis. Like the majority of, of Travis's stuff has been like contemporary trap mixed with, you know, he mixes in some like psychedelic stuff and some drug stuff like that. You hear that all over this album, but those, especially coffee bean, like that sounded like an old school, like nineties beat to me a little bit.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, I definitely agree. And, I was, I was really, I was really happy with it. And like you had kind of talked about earlier, just, I mean, the feature list, like that is, (laughs) that is a star studded feature list there. And it's hard to like, you know, I know I really enjoyed the album, so maybe I'm not the person to, uh, to say this, but like, if this album didn't deliver in the way that I think it did with all the people who were on it, you know, Frank, Drake, 21, like, all the you know, James Blake, McFala, Kampala, yeah Pala, Cuddy, like the weekend. If it if it didn't deliver with that, then I think that he would have become like almost a meme, if you will. <laughs> a clown. Um Yeah, <laughs> yeah he would have been cannabis. If if, if the majority
2: <laughs> of people yeah, if the majority of people didn't like this, he would have
0: <laughs> The other day on Twitter I called cannabis the uh, the nineties version of, of Hobson. I think that's a pretty accurate description of <laughs>
2: It is it is an accurate <laughs> <laughs> It is a really good description, to be honest.
0: (laughs) All right. So Ryan gives his first thoughts. Jason, what did you think about the album? What did you like? What did you not like?
2: (sighs) I can't stop the feeling of thinking this. This is cool. I wish someone else was on it. I don't know. Like I just I can't stop thinking that. Drake sounds great on sicko though. I got to tell you, he sounds so much better than he ever sounded on Scorpion. Like, Which is I'm, weird. Yeah. Like I'm wondering, like, I, I'm just wondering why and where, like, I mean, he sounds great on that. i was just thinking like, damn, okay, Drake. Like I was feeling it. I mean, I get the 5% tent song. It's a great sample, but like, I would just prefer to listen to cell therapy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, and that sounds like me hating, but like, yeah, it, it's just real. Uh, yeah. I mean, RIP screws good. Uh, carousel's good um
0: you like the frank song
2: yes i do like the frank song you know i like when frank raps i don't like when frank sings but frank can rap though i mean i wish he'd rap more i like when frank raps he
0: he he sings a little bit he does a rap sing i guess yeah, I, <laughs> yeah that's
1: yeah rap sing is kind of how i would describe yeah
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah he does do a rap kind of like a rap sing but like no i do i do like the i do like the frank track yos my hot and i mean butterfly effect i, I heard on um I actually heard that song before I knew Travis did it. And then
0: That was like a year that came out over a year. Ago. Yeah, was- out,
2: when I first when I first when I first heard that over a year ago like I didn't know that was Travis until like a couple weeks ago people were like yo you know this is Travis Scott I and mean, you're bumping this, right? And I was
1: like <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not sticking to my brand here. <laughs> and, uh, Houston is hot too. Uh um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I just I just
2: think I just can't stop thinking that this is just as hollow as something else he's uh, done before. The beats are a little more realized. They're, the guest features are probably the best guest features they've been. Uh, it's, it's probably the best time. It's it's the best guest features we've had on the Travis album. Um, but I don't think that this is a market difference than anything else he's been doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Bit, it's better than Birds because it's more thematic than Birds a little bit. And it's much better than the rodeo. I think that it's a little better than Days of Rodeo, but I like Days
0: of Rodeo. That's interesting. We we've talked about this before with this album. Like a lot of people seem to like some of Travis's pre-album stuff more than his album stuff. Um, Al Faro, by the way, is 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 solid too. I actually think that Al Faro. The only reason I don't like Al Faro is because I mean it it sounds like a Kid Cudi album. It's and I love Kid Cudi, but the problem is it's Travis Scott doing a Kid Cudi impersonation. Uh, Oh, he's pretty much the whole album. Still doing Kid Cudi impersonations. But I don't really hear Kid Cudi anymore. I definitely hear some other artists in his sound. I think the last time I really heard him doing, like, Cudi impersonations was probably on Rodeo. Uh, Okay, all right. I remember there's one part where he literally sounds exactly like Kid Cudi. I'm sure he's paying homage. But I, I think that on this album, I'm getting that a little bit less. Going back to what you said about uh sampling cell therapy um I think one of the problems when and I think anyone should be able to sample anything they want I don't think that we should restrict yeah them. no
2: yeah yeah I'm not that type of guy like you can't do this like you oh, should yeah do whatever you want yeah
0: but at the same time when you're sampling a classic hip-hop song, there's gonna be a certain level of expectation and if you're not creating something entirely new then, what is the purpose of sampling it? That's kind of how I look at it. That song specifically, um, I actually was like reading up on it because there was a lot of stuff on here I just didn't even realize. Um, Apparently he sampled the DJ Screw remix of Cell Therapy, which was a Lil' Kiki freestyle called "Peeping in My Window. Apparently it's like really obscure. And also in addition to that, He's referencing the slim thug line, five percent tint, so you could can, you can't see in my window from still Tippin', uh by Mike Jones. So like there's t- I actually
1: never I did not pick up on that until you just said that right now.
0: I didn't pick up on it until I literally was just reading on genius about it. and the album's like Houston as hell. It's definitely. His most like obviously his most Houston album. It's called Astro World. It's after I gotta give
2: him credit for that. He does. He definitely does rep the sound of his city. I think he tries to incorporate that in his music. I do appreciate that.
0: And also in a you know in post in the post regional era, it's pretty rare that you even see that at all anymore. Like unless there are guys like there are New York guys who literally are just like pretty much just rehashing the same old stuff that we heard in the in the nineties, like a Joey Badass. Um, but overall, it, it's pretty rare. Uh, there are some artists. YG is obviously an artist that represents his uh, you know, area that he grew up in with the G-funk uh, sound, but I, I thought it was really cool, actually, how we mix all that in here. Now, I think I definitely like this album a little bit more than Jason. Uh, uh, probably a lot more than Jason. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm a Travis Scott fan, and I think one of the reasons why I really like Travis Scott is because I've said this on the podcast before. I'm a huge electronic music fan. And to me, Travis Scott is sort of like a hip hop DJ a little bit. Like I think he grabs and pulls from all these different sounds that are happening, like that are contemporary artists. And then he kind of creates his own, sound from there now there are times where you know i know jason you said that you thought that he sounded like kanye on skeletons right
2: sounds yeah i mean he sounds just like kanye on skeletons it's a it's a it's basically just an impersonation of a kanye west verse up into the uh uh, to the sexual appetite rhymes the whole we just i just we just had some good sex it's the same shit it's the same
0: now my theory Um, on that is that uh i have i have a theory that I think that Psy High to Prince Ghost wrote a lot of these songs or at least wrote with him. Okay, um,
2: okay maybe, yeah.
0: Because he has album credits all over. Uh, he has, a, there are a few songs. Uh, <laughs> he had additional production on 5% Tint. Uh, I saw that he was listed in the album credits. Like, uh, it, uh, other than that song, he doesn't have a ton. But the reason I say that is because I think this is a very late Kanye sounding verse. Like, I would say, like, past three or four albums, Kanye, as opposed to, like... Yeah,
2: it's it's a very... Yeah, it's it's a... It is
0: it is Kanye,
2: like, from Yeezus on. Right, yeah. The Kanye Kanye sexual appetite, the really bad, like, sex raps that Kanye does now, it started... He's always had a little bit of it, but it really started with Yeezus when he started saying shit like ass and, like, eating ass and blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, that shit on, like, I'm in it and stuff
0: like that. Yeah, which is... Which is why I wonder, like, how much influence did Sci High to Prince have on that album? How much influence did Travis Scott have on that album? Because They're I'm...
2: taking direction from Kanye, to be fair, though. Like, Cy High's not just giving him, like, a... No, I'm not.
0: No, he said he, he does writing sessions, which is, I think, something that, uh, I know he's done them with Pusha T. I know he's done them with Travis. I know that he's done them with Cuddy. um, where you're getting to the point, and this is something that I brought up on the Kids See Ghost podcast too, is that um, it's hard to figure out who's pulling from who, right? Like, right. is Kanye pulling from Travis Scott or is Travis Scott pulling from Kanye? A lot of people, and I don't necessarily agree with this because I think this line is overly Kanye, uh, and that verse in general is overly Kanye, but I, a lot of people say that going back to 2012, Kanye has been doing a Travis Scott impersonation and it's not the other way around. I guess you would disagree with that.
1: Right, what you think? I think that that's um, – it's kind of tough because, like, I understand the mindset. But then at the same time, I feel like if you're – like, it's hard for me to say that because he's Kanye. If that – like, <laughs> as, as silly as that may sound, if that, like, makes sense. You know what I mean? It's hard for yeah. me to – It's hard to it, – yeah, it's hard for me to imagine that too. It's hard for me to
2: imagine that Travis has a chops for that.
0: But, you know? it, but to me it i mean it, the one thing that that travis does and he does it really well throughout this album is that he curates well <laughs> he grabs sounds from different era you know different eras different genres and he pulls them all together to create you know uh, a different piece of art and i think that he did he's done this production wise throughout his whole career even if he isn't producing all the beats and going back to what i was saying before like the intro on kids, See Ghosts, like that's a Travis Scott ripoff with <laughs> that part where he's doing the um he's doing the auto-tune vocals at the end. Yeah. And yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. like that, I thought it was Travis Scott and it wasn't. Like so so to say that Travis is pulling from Kanye all the time, when Kanye has pulled from Travis in the past or Cuddy or whoever whomever, you know, made that creative decision on that project. I think it's a little bit unfair to travis i think that what he does really well on this album is it's definitely different than rodeo and birds in the trap in that i was saying earlier like rodeo and birds in the trap their transitions were like sewed together like really like tightly like oh my decide is a perfect example of like where he just lets like the first beat fall asleep kind of and then he brings it back to life on the second half and they're like perfectly sewed together whereas here you're getting cut like a hip-hop dj right like you're just going from one sound to the next and you're bouncing all the way it's almost you know the intro kind of reminds me stargazing which i did think was a pretty good intro it reminds me of um of a roller coaster i mean you could even hear the roller coaster sounds in the background uh you know it just kind of drops at that second half And then he starts going in. I really think that what Travis does well is that he creates these vibes, these atmospheres for his albums. On Rodeo, it was a little bit more like dark muddled, psychedelic whirlwind that always kind of kept you guessing what was coming next. Birds Mm -hmm. in the Trap was a little bit more standard structure. It was like a cool party rap album that had like some, a little bit more experimental production than your average party rap album. Um, And then this album just feels like it lives somewhere between the two to me, if that makes any sense. Like, you could throw this on at a party or you could fucking, you know, sit down and actually analyze, like, the sounds and, like, understand what he's going for.
2: Yeah, it's definitely his most... It's definitely his most uh well-talked-about album, meaning, like, you can definitely sit down and be like, oh, let's talk about this Travis album, where are the intricate parts of it at all, and stuff like that. I do think that he's good or he wants to be good at uh creating sounds and stuff like that, but there's no rhyme or reason to a lot of the shit he does. So, like, He'll get all these guys like Kevin Parker, he's got some Stevie Wonder, blah, 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 uh, Quavo, Drake, this and that. And it feels just like I'm being tricked, like I'm being tricked into liking this because of all these names and all like <laughs> different sounds and shit like that. But there's no like togetherness about it. It's just a lot of like showy shit. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, so I,
0: yeah, I get what you're trying yeah, to say. It's like he
2: overproduces a little bit, yeah, but like I don't even want to say overproduces because like. That kind of entails that he's thinking like really hard. I don't think he actually is doing that at all. I think it's kind of just like, we're going to put this here. We're going to do that. We're going to do bit this and then
0: this just going to go. And it's just like, I kind of need more than that though. You know what I mean? So uh yes. what did you guys think of the song? Because I think the tame and Paula song is uh obviously me and Ryan are gonna be heavily biased on this. <laughs> we're- I like no no no, I like tame though. You guys know I like tame. Yeah, no, yeah, I know yeah, you absolutely. do, I know you do, but like we stand hard for Tame. Yeah. <laughs> and um uh
1: oh, I played like, but- like four songs from Currents while I was like l- like listening to music at work today just for like just to to put it out there. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Just to like get gets, in that
0: headspace. Yeah, like, it
1: gets, it, and uh, and yeah.
0: this sounds a little bit like a perfect blend of Lonerism and Currents to me. It sounds more Lonerism than Currents because it's like that trippy 60s kind of like you get lost in the sounds of everything that's going on. He's adding The weekend and Pharrell. They kind of float on the vocals. I love this song. I know a lot of people said they didn't like it. Jason, did you not like it at all?
2: Uh, I mean, I I just felt – I just, yeah, I just felt that he – Was by enough of Kanye on the verse. I don't, I think the song bangs. I just, when I was listening to it, I was just like, uh, this is obviously similar to, are you guys not hearing this? Like, I was, I was looking at the TL and no one said it. And I was like, you guys, are, are people not hearing that this sounds just like he's doing the same shit he's always been doing? So I was just like, kind of. Like, that
0: song definitely was the cl- was the closest in 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 terms of uh, absolutely like pulling from another artist. Weekend. I'm not gonna lie, though, weekend sounds great on this album, dude. What the hell? I I fucking hate the weekend, and I thought that he sounded actually pretty decent. Oh, I,
1: on this. I didn't know that. I I was I was unaware of that. That's uh that's interesting. I did. I think not.
0: I think the weekend is fucking. De- Can I tell you why? I think the weekend is. All right, his last album, Starboy, was no. He had the he had the EP this year, which just sounded like his old shit. But his album before that, Starboy, that shit, I fucking hate that album. I am such a big electronic music fan, and I think that he has inarguably some of the worst taste in electronic music that I've ever heard. Like,
2: was bad, yeah. Uh... and not good.
0: He doesn't work over electronic production. And actually, Travis featured him on his first two albums over electronic production. And I hate those songs. I hate Wonderful and I Hate Pray for Love. Do
2: you you not like Beauty Behind the Madness though? Because I think that's
0: I like some songs on there, but yeah, I think that I think that album is good. Like it's it's perfectly good. Like Yeah, yeah, but he's also not going over like pure electronic production as much. There's definitely some electronic influence, but like he's not going over like EDM beats. You know what I mean? Like he is on Starboy, and I just think that style doesn't work at all for him. On here. I think it works a lot more for him because he's going for that tri- He's actually pretty like has like kind of a trippy voice and it works really well blending it in. And, and, and another thing that Travis does on this album, and I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but he'll like introduce someone in the background on a song. And then the next song, that person's like fully featured on it.
1: Yeah, he did that with a uh, with uh Sicko Mode and RMP Screw. Yep, with, uh, with Swaley. Swaley.
0: Yeah, and then he did it again with The Weeknd and then you get into the next song Wake Up and The Weeknd's fully featured on that. Which is I thought was like a cool way of like introducing them to the audience and then just going like being like okay, here they are. Like I I thought that was super cool if he's, it was intentional. Yeah,
2: he's getting there. It's like when we talked about uh when we talked about Kendrick last week and we were, like overly dedicated. I'm now starting to see a little bit what you guys are talking about. I will say, uh, but I'm not quite there yet. Right. No, Gunna, I totally gonna I mean, Gunna sounds great on Might, By the way, I mean Gunna.
0: Okay. Yeah. The, the, one of actually my biggest problem with this album is the fact that he was featuring people who are just complete ripoffs of other artists. <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I thought that was Thug. For the first, you know was thug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first seven or eight spins, I mean, I hate
2: that like, knob is on. It. Even if it's just an outro, like I hate knobs.
0: Uh, and he recorded it with, with what sounds like a fucking tin can. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like that Kodak. It was like that Kodak black. It was like the Kodak black feature on testing. It sounded on testing. It like. Some,
2: it sounded like some jail shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't really understand. I didn't understand the purpose of, of that edition. It was like he promised Navi could be on the album.
2: Yeah, I mean Nav's fucking terrible though. <laughs> like he, honestly like uh, I, I hate that dude. I I just think he sucks. Like it just I get nothing from that guy. Like when he was on it, I was like, why?
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I, I don't see any I don't see why he needs to exist as an artist like he he does not, absolutely yeah nothing. he's not good he's not he doesn't can't really flow particularly well i mean toronto guys
2: on twitter will be like Nav is nice and i'm just like i don't understand what you guys are hearing but i mean more
0: power to you i guess like enjoy what you want <laughs> it reminds me of uh you know those memes that are like who does this person make music for and then someone did one with nav and they just said he makes music for drake yeah literally the only person apparently who's ever liked him uh, i don't know if if you like nav ryan i'm sure you don't because you have good taste but um
1: <laughs> I, I would i would say that i don't uh dislike him to the like the i don't have the the fervor of hatred that you two apparently do but I, i'm not uh, i wouldn't say i'm a fan of his now
0: yeah um there and then another guy on here uh is juice world who i had never heard before this album uh, I thought it was Post Malone the first like six or seven times I spun the album. Uh,
2: the int- I, 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 I thought that uh, Travis and Post. I heard that Travis and Post were um, were thinking about collaborating. Is that true?
0: I thought that was Mac Miller and him.
2: Sorry, okay, Is that Mac. Okay, okay, sorry, my yeah, bad. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, they're going to come out with a, a collab album. But I, I, it, the intro to No Bystanders and it's it's it's, it's featured later. Um, I thought that was Post Malone, and there are a lot of guys on here. Funny enough. Who just sound like you know watered down versions of other artists? No disrespect to Gunna, like I think he's talented, but to me it's just like Designer to Future. Like he just sounds like a a thug runoff. I think Gunna's a little better. I
1: I, I, I agree I, with Jason on yeah, this. Gunna, I just,
2: I thought Gunna sounded good. I thought he I thought that was hot. Oh no, I thought was, I
0: thought it was good on here. I just I was I was confused.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's definitely reasonable, and I mean it begs the question, like with this, you know. Like we were talking about this All Star feature list. How does Thug not get on here? Which is a good question, especially because it seems like Travis and Thug are like best friends. Like, yeah, seasons, I don't you get it. what I mean. Um, but I no, I thought I thought Gunna absolutely just like floated, floated on that song. That's yeah, that song that. is incredible in my opinion. I, I really, really enjoyed that song.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I actually think Yosemite is one of the be- one of the better songs on the album. Um, but I, I yeah, I mean, I like the vibe of the whole song. I just think it's more laid back, it's a little bit more calm. Uh I my take on that song, I think that there are a lot of themes throughout this album that he's covering, and it's like there there's definitely a psychedelic, obviously. On the first song he says psychedelics got me going crazy. Um Same. what's that?
1: I said same.
0: I'm sure this album would be a little bit better with some, uh, you know, if we took some tabs of redacted. But, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I will say that to me, that this song represented kind of like the come down, like the beginning of the come down of the album. Like whether it's from psychedelics or it's from like the sun setting on the day at Astro World, or it's like kind of like him closing this chapter on his youth. Uh, which kind of, you know, goes back to the whole amusement park theme. I thought that this one had a really nice, like, just like kind of a homey vibe. Some, certain songs just have, like, a home vibe to them. This song reminds me of that. Like, I really dug that one. I really liked, like, I, even the songs I didn't like on the album, like, I thought they had salvageable parts.
1: Like Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: Like, I think what, Jason, you were saying, you didn't like Travis rapping on, like, skeletons. But to me, I thought that – I mean, I don't
2: like his vocals in general. I think that I I wish – we were talking about this earlier that people shouldn't compare him to Khaled. And I agree with that. He's much more Dr. Dre than Khaled. But, I mean, I kind of wish that he would, like, even take a step back even more and just let his
0: people – You know what I mean? Like, let that – let the guest features go. So you're saying you, you wish that he would, like, curate and produce more than he Timberland would actually Drake, have? Similar
2: like, to Drake, like, More Life is one of my favorite Drake albums, and it's because I think Drake takes a backseat on purpose. And I think that a backseat would be, like, especially on the stuff that you, he has on World, I mean, a backseat would have made the album way better.
0: OK, I think that um, where I would say I definitely think the I usually do think that the worst part of Travis's albums are his rapping. I'm not going to lie. The disconnect between
2: me and a lot of other people right now is that they think that Travis has improved as an artist with his own vocals on this album. And I just don't think so. I think it's just the same
0: like rapping or
2: singing or no, both like his vocals in general have been like improved and His artistry has improved and I don't really
0: feel that way. What about sicko mode? What about his verse on there? I mean, I think Drake kills him. You, th- everyone keeps saying that, and I. I Drake's mean, verse I, on that is really good. I, I'm, I'm not saying that Drake's verse isn't good. I just, I, I think that it's, it's la- his some of his lines are laughable. I mean, he's literally, I, and don't get me wrong, that out like a light shit is catchy as fuck. But like, dude, he's bragging about taking half a Xan before he goes on a fucking plane. Like that is <laughs> yeah, so <I> lame. Mean, <laughs> dude. If any <laughs> other rapper did that, we would be clowning them. Because, I mean, yeah, hey, but. You- I mean, like,
2: it's eight years in, though, with Drake. Like, you can't even, like, not even eight, like, ten. Like, you can't even – he's going to have some goofy lines. Like, he's got oh, – on Lord knows, he's got the whole, like, her purse is right there. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's – like, who does that? But, yeah, like, I,
0: I rank that up there with some of Drake's corniest things. Oh, I think that, that, that is the corniest. Up. Yeah, Chaining, <laughs> chaining Tatum. Yeah, Chain- oh, Chain- That one. Yeah, so many chains, they call me Chainington. And then obviously the one that we've talked about before. Uh, you know, I love thick women because my aunt, she rode equestrian.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> that line kind of confuses me because I don't know what he's trying to say.
0: It sounds like he wants to fuck his aunt and That's also a
2: horse. And also <laughs> a <horse. laughs> That's what
0: I'm saying. I was like, oh, I'm man. so confused about that line. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, I have got to explain that one. No funny shit. <laughs> no. How, how has no journalist ever held him like accountable for that? No, you might have to explain that one, bro. <laughs> Eight years later. Drake, what the fuck were you talking about, dude? Uh, but, you know, what did you think of that one, Ryan? Did you think that Drake bested him on there, or do you think Travis got the better
1: of Drake? I do think that uh, Drake had a better verse than him, but I don't think it was uh, – I feel like the the consensus is that like he like Drake like backpacked him and I don't feel that way at all. I think that this like uh like I thought that Travis was really good. Like, you know, I I was a big fan of that verse for sure. Yeah, I thought and- he was
0: kind of going in on that one. I mean I, I, I actually really enjoyed that and I love the way that they would add in when he would make the references, like the gimme the loot part and the uh uh, 4 a.m. Um, and stuff. Yeah, Uncle Luke when he's talking about don't stop. Don't, yeah, I mean like to me that shit is why I really enjoy. And it was it goes back to what I was talking about with Travis kind of being a hip hop DJ. The the cuts on here are really abrupt, right? Like this ha- this song has four parts to it, and they're all completely different.
1: It literally sounds like four different songs, like, but they're it,
0: just like, back to back to back to back, and it
1: works. Th- uh, this is uh, was this Ted Keith. This pr- was. No.
0: Take Keith and Hit Boy. Take Keith, Hit Boy, Ozy, and uh, Cube Beats. Okay, uh, so wait. it's four different beats that he strung together over the court. Take Keith does the third part. Uh, I believe Hit Boy does the part that Travis is wrapping up. By the way, I'm glad to see Hit Boy is back because, like that dude, where Hit the fuck? Boy is- also did Carousel too. Yeah. He, and where did where did he go, Hit Boy? Like I, I, Travis brought him back for this album, but like we haven't really heard a lot of him over the past few years. Hit
2: Boy's got some of the, my favorite beats too of this decade, like Goldie and like the Backseat Freestyle beat. Like Hit Boy, I, I I've always been like I fuck with Hit Boy.
0: And this one sounds to me very much like his old shit, like Backseat Freestyle, fucking like yeah, I I fuck with this. This beat heavy. I really like that song. Like that's, I mean, I think that's the obvious one, right? I know that a lot of people were saying it's the best song on the album. I don't know if I would say it's the best song on the album. It's definitely the I one that I've been. Yeah, I think my, I think the best song is Yo's Might. But Sickle Mode is good too, yeah. What did you, I know um, Jason didn't, lo- oh, what were you saying, Ryan? Sorry about that.
1: No, no, yeah, go, go on. Uh, go, go ahead.
0: What did you guys think of Stop Trying to Be a God? Because, or Stop Trying to Be God? Uh, because I know, I, I think Jason didn't like that one as much. Ryan, I thought that I heard that you did like that one.
1: I did like it, but it probably doesn't crack my top, like, uh, four or five, which I feel like might be... I feel like that's, other than, you know, sicko mode. anything with Drake, just because Drake is... You know, so big. He's like bigger. You know what I mean? Um, and he actually. That's song, that song, yeah, 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 for sure. That song I feel like has been getting uh, maybe not like the second most like buzz, but definitely up there. And it probably doesn't, uh, it probably doesn't, yeah, crack my like top four or five. I really liked, obviously, Sicko Mode is, is great. I really like stargazing. I really like RIP Screw because I will like support anything that Sway does and I will <laughs> like I will continue to like ride the the to drive the bandwagon of like Ray Strem and Swayele. Um
0: he's like and, uh, he's like your uh your child prince. Yeah, you, basically. You'll yeah. protect him at all costs.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um and then like I was saying earlier, like uh like Coffee Bean, like I feel like that song gets is like kind of you know, maybe it's because it's, you know, 17 tracks on the album. People, you know, you listen to, you know, eight or nine or 10 songs and you just kind of like throw on whatever you want, whatever. But I feel like that song is really good and doesn't get the, hasn't gotten the, like, the love it deserves. The I would attention,
0: say. yeah. To me, that song's like kind of like after all the madness of the album is over, like waking up the next morning and like realizing like your life is in shambles.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Like, it's a, honestly a very, yeah, very solid way of describing
0: it. And like you're going to the coffee bean, being like you know, like you're you just got to get your shit back together. He's being more introspective. He's being a little bit more personal. I've never really heard that from him ever. Yeah, it was it was a good change of pace to see, but it was kind of just like for me, damn, he's it's
2: introspective, but I kind of don't really want to hear it. You know what I mean? It's just like that's
1: reasonable. That's, I, yeah, he's
2: just I not a very that. good. He's just not for me. He's just not a very good rapper. Like I, I just. Um, that song, that song by Future is like the one of that would be like a great Future song. That song by Travis is just a song by Travis. You know what I mean? I just don't, I don't, and like to stop being, stop trying to be a god. It's really interesting. It has a lot of sounds. It's got the harmonica, James Blake's on it. But once again, it feels like kind of like a trickery song in which he's just giving us all these futures and he's giving us all these moments, but they're not like connecting together. It's like. I don't know how into movies you guys are, but, like, so, like, Chris Nolan will have... Uh, I think Nolan's best movies are his most simple movies. So, like, you got Inception, you got, like, The Dark Knight, and you got, like, Memento. And then I think... Uh, Dunkirk, too. And then, But, like, I think he gets, like, overboard when he tries to do all this different shit. So you got, like, The Dark Knight trilogy doesn't really hold up as... I mean, the the third one. Uh, Dark Knight Rises doesn't really hold up that, much, that well. I don't like Interstellar because there's just so much shit happening. And I think Travis is similar in that I wish he just, like... Kind of relax with that type of like drastic changes in the music and like keep it a little bit more simple. And I just don't see, but I think he want. I think he fans himself to be type of uh, my people. Doctors a fantasy. I think he wanted Afterworld to be similar to that.
0: Yeah, he or was,
2: the did- chronic or whatever. I mean, similar to like a a party album with a lot of guests on it and with a lot of different moments, a lot of diverse sounds. But like, I just didn't think it hit.
0: So. I definitely understand what you're saying. I think that that's what what makes Travis stand out. To me, like, that's, like, a lot of the times I think that, um, you know, that's kind of become his signature over the course of his career. Like, he's always – you never know what you're going to get next. It's Especially on the first listen, it's kind of like it, it takes you back a little bit because he doesn't – he never lists his features. He doesn't, uh, you know, he he always will hit you with these beat switches, like, kind of... And this album especially, out of nowhere, uh, where he's just maneuvering and shifting in between. And I actually do like Stop Trying to Be God. I'm not in love with the James Blake outro. I like James Blake, but I don't really love him on this. I love whenever Cuddy just hums on a song. <laughs> like, if Cuddy could just hum on every song, I would be down with that. I think that that's, like, his greatest, uh, uh, you know achievement in his, his greatest addition to music <laughs> has been just his humming. And then the Stevie wonder harmonica thing was cool, but like, I just, I, it's very, it's a weird creative decision to have Stevie wonder on your album and just have yeah, him play harmonica. Cool.
2: Yeah. It's cool, but it's not exactly effective. It's not exactly helps with the album. It's just like a moment. It's just like a, Oh, I have Stevie wonder on this. Check me out. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind like, it's just there to uh like, to be there basically. Yeah, Similar yeah, to, a, similar, really similar like, about the uh, about the kid Cuddy humming, he also like uh pays like homage to that to uh to him on. We were talking earlier about like you know what some people call it biting, other you know others would say you know paying homage. He definitely uh on Yosemite, he definitely uh he definitely where you know I feel like I'm chosen, I'm covered in gold. Oh yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's a Cuddy. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure.
1: That definitely is a uh, like has the has the Cuddy vibe uh, so, to it for sure. So
2: I'm gonna ask you guys
1: this: Where's the line? You think
2: so like that could also could be considered paying homage, but it also could be considered fighting in a way. So where's the line? And do you think Travis has always told the line well, or
0: do you think that he's always uh, crossed the line? I'll, I'll put it like this. I, I think that the all right, I actually think this is a Kanye tactic. Because, and it might be, he might be jacking that tactic from Kanye. But I remember, I'm a huge Kanye fan, but Kanye has never lied about the fact that he will listen to music and he'll try to create landscapes for his songs based on things that, like, for example, he said that Love Lockdown, he said he wanted to make a song that sounded like Tom York from Radiohead in a strip club. (laughs) Like, he was like, and, and he made Love Lockdown and like, Every time you listen to that song even if you don't agree with what that you know the outcome of it was <laughs> that will always stick with you. To me, Travis is kind of similar. I think what he does it he does it a little bit he's a little bit more egregious like I mean Alfaro as I mentioned he's really bad with it. Parts of Days Before Rodeo, by the time you get to Rodeo, I think he starts to distance himself a little bit like I and on this album like I hate to keep bringing up skeletons because I want to talk about other songs too, but like when you said the Kanye thing it was like Tame Impala has has collaborated with two of my favorite rappers of all time, Kendrick Lamar and Kanye West. And they made fucking bad songs. Like, they're not good songs, objectively. Like, they made... I, listen to the Kendrick Lamar, Tame Impala song. It's inarguably the worst song from both artists. It's called Backwards. It's fucking terrible. Um, and Violent Nights or Violent Crimes on the Kanye album was, was Tame Impala, too. Um... To me, like, Travis just has a different approach. Like, to me, that's, like, he wanted to be, like, what if Kanye made a song with Tame Impala? Not knowing that Kanye already had made a song or, or was in the process of making shit with Tame Impala, I'm sure. Um, but to me, it's, like, he toes that line well on this album, probably better than he has in the past. I know that there have been moments on albums where people, like, say, like, they think that uh, fucking Antidote is just, like, a straight-up ripoff of Sway Lee. Like, I've heard people say that before. I I mean, when that song came out, I was like, this bangs, but this sounds, I mean, like someone else. Yeah. And I've heard that too. Uh, on this album, like, he'll give you moments of it. Like, I think a perfect example is like what Ryan just said about he hums on Yosemite, but he never like indulges in it in the way that he used to, where it's like, he'll do a whole verse or a whole song that sounds similar to another artist. Um I think that he's getting better with it. I think that it probably will always be a downfall to critics of his music. But I think as a fan of his music, like to me, it's, it's just his own take. It's like a collage of sounds. It's, it kind of goes back to what, like, I'm a huge fan of electronic music. Like it's literally just pulling from different genres and sampling different things and piecing it all together and making something new out of it. Like he's definitely influenced by these guys, but it's not like he's not recognizing the fact that they exist. He's putting them on his albums. Like he put Cuddy on his album, he put Thug on his album, he put Future on his album, he put Sway Lee on his album. Like, even if he is biting from these guys, at least he's using his platform to right, then true, yeah. further their career as opposed to other guys who are just egregiously biting it and not giving any credit. And to I the will artists. say
2: like these aren't like broke artists. <laughs> yeah, sorry,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but like but like a perfect example of that is like Drake when he stole Hotline bling from Dram. Like, I mean, like, Dram himself. I don't hear it as much as other people hear it. I definitely hear it a little bit, the Cha-Cha uh rip on that song. uh, But, like, t- and, like, Childish Gambino with This Is America, like, they're stealing it from artists. At the time, no one knew who Dram was. Like, Cha-Cha was his first big song. And, like, D- Drake completely distanced himself from the whole thing. Childish Gambino did the same thing with This Is America and that, that underground artist who... Clearly, he at least had some influence over it. Like, I think yeah, what...
1: I mean, and Gambino's... And Gambino's... My bad, Jason. My bad. Not not part, off, Gambino's part. quote was like... It's like, come on, dude. Like, I, I don't know. You obviously know, don't know, like, verbatim what he said. But he basically was just like... Brushed it off and was like, I mean, like fuck that guy. It's so that's like that, that's basically like what it sounded like. You know what I mean? I'm like sure that.
2: I'm sure he did that because like that sounds from everything I hear, like that sounds similar to like him. You know what I mean? I mean, his manager went at, at his manager went at a uh, big business on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I remember that that His whole manager thing went, through, yeah. and like
2: people were and I was just like yo like biz didn't say anything that was too crazy, like
0: he literally just said the song song sounded similar. He was
2: like Biz was like yo, this sounds sound kind of similar, and the guy just jumped at biz. I was like, all right, yeah. like
0: <laughs> right, but yeah, like that, that that's kind of like my whole thing is like if you are to take from other artists, at least like, recognize the fact that, like, you know, they influence you. Like, he's never lied in an interview. He said, Cuddy's his favorite artist ever. Kanye's his idol. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like this guy is, like, completely, like... And, and there is an argument to be had about art in general and, like, taking from other people. I think what Travis does, different from someone like Kendrick, like, what Kendrick will do is he will take from older sounds and revamp them for his new shit. Whereas. Yeah. Travis is taking from contemporary artists, which is why people have a problem with it. Okay. Mm. Okay. Interesting.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's, I, it's like more in like the here and now. So it's more, you know. Uh, obvious. It's, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly the right word. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, that's fair. I mean, I remember "Humble" sounds very similar to a song that Jimmy uh, uh, Wopo or was was Wapu, Wapo, yeah, yeah. Wapo uh, had, and who passed away. So, like, but that
0: was really just the beat. To be
2: fair. That was okay. Okay, the okay. flow
0: isn't all that similar. Kendrick probably never heard that song, but the the beat was by made by White Mike. Will uh, made it, um, but yeah, no, I I know what you mean. And like we we've talked about it before on here. Like it, there is a, a line that you have to toe, and I think that he's getting better with it. And if anything, this album is his most unique sounding.
2: Yeah, I mean, and like I said before, he's not taking from artists who don't have any agency, right? Or. Right. Or well, he's not borrowing from artists that don't have agency that we right? know of. I mean, that we that we know <laughs> yeah. of. But like, but like, but like, I mean, if he's influenced by Cudi, Cudi makes a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? This person makes a lot of money. It's not like Led Zeppelin back in the day were stealing from black artists who weren't uh, as famous as them or didn't have yep.
0: as much money. As them, White right? artists too. They stole the riff from too. I mean, yeah, Elvis.
2: Yeah. Perfect yeah. example. I mean, the lemon, the lemon song off of Led Zeppelin two sounds like Halloween uh, Wolf. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. But at the same time, Travis isn't taking it's like when people were talking about Bruno Mars, they were saying that 24 Magic was stealing from Prince and stealing from Michael Jackson. Well, it's Prince and Michael Jackson, like,
1: yeah, it's like they cultivated the <laughs> sound like...
2: <laughs> like, okay, sure, why wouldn't Sorry, you, buddy. like, why wouldn't you, like, <laughs> why wouldn't you uh, copy their style? Like, it's Prince and Michael Jackson, it's yeah, not like I
0: mean, there's copy... a reason The Weeknd yeah. exists, he's no name
2: artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, Prince is literally the goat, like, so it's I don't get it. So yeah. I will I will admit like a lot of the whole like you on the Twitter account troll you posted um, that that 2000 was was like 2013 piece was uh, Travis Scott is worse than Iggy Azalea. First of all, that's a terrible headline. Like I don't know if people. <laughs> that's an awful. headline. Oh
0: no, that was 2015. That was after Days Before Rodeo. Okay,
2: 2015. Okay, okay. I
1: even worse. I yeah.
2: – Look, as like a Travis Scott like skeptic, that's an awful headline <laughs> though. And like, some of the stuff in the piece is clearly done by someone who doesn't like Travis Scott. There are some stuff in the piece that makes sense, like the cadence of "Mamacitas" does sound like the cadence of "Truckin' Hot Girls." Why he would try to steal the worst Kanye song ever, uh, it's not none of my business. But like, it it you are right that it is. You were right saying that, like, oh, like, this piece has aged well. Yeah, like, there's some stuff that people said about Travis that definitely took it too far. I still do think that he sounds like some other people when I listen to him. And when I keep listening to him, I keep thinking, why don't I just listen to these other people? Why aren't these other people on this album? You know what I mean? But I do understand his, like, creation. And, like, he's definitely a very curator of vibes and, and stuff of that nature.
0: Yeah, he's a vibe rapper for sure. Yeah. I mean I, I mean it's say, a
2: carnival. I mean, like his conscience are a carnival. He's a performer. I mean, he's yeah.
0: a great performer. Exactly. And I think uh going back to, you know, like what we've been talking about, like what is Travis Scott's like um what is uh, well first off, I think his greatest achievement is making the weekend sound listenable in 2018. But um... <laughs> I think you on the weekend is like me with like J. Cole and <laughs> i i think that what his addition to trap music is is that he comes from his background is that he likes a ton of different genres now they happen to align with my taste like his ear for electronic production is fucking incredible dude like this guy is to me creatively like i think kanye might be the only person who does it better with electronic music than he does like I think that a lot of guys will just literally just straight up rap over EDM beats. And it works for some guys like gold link, build his career off that. And like, he's got some dope songs. I like some gold link shit, but I will say that I think that what Travis Scott does is like, he'll take the bass from an electronic song and add it to like this, like trippy trap beat. And I think it's a super unique production style. I know that this might be a hot take, but like, I think right now, out of anyone, he has the best production on his albums. Like, I think that I, I think that every time I get a Travis Scott album, I don't even give a fuck what he's saying, how he's saying it. I just want to listen to the beats, and I think that this guy has fucking incredible production on every album. And also, keep in mind, I like psychedelic shit. I like, like, he's pretty much, like, the perfect rapper for my taste in terms yeah, of production. Yeah, that's,
1: that's right. Yeah, for sure. And, that's, that
0: and
2: I will admit it. this. It's more honest than, like, what Rocky's doing.
0: And on testing, which was something that we talked about before yeah where you're con- right did you like testing uh
1: i actually have a uh, have a bit of a confession to make i am not a rocky guy you know how you know how you like uh you know you eat a meal one time the first time you eat a meal and it's like the worst you know it's like made bad or something and you just yeah. never eat it again yeah i uh made in america 2013 uh asap rocky was Supposed to play uh you know it's like an after you know he wasn't like super super big back then uh, i was supposed to play like in the afternoon and he came out he had like a 45 minute set he came out a half an hour late and literally <laughs> was like the worst performer i've ever heard in my life and it's like i don't know what it is but like i just can't do it and i don't know if it's just like me having like you know like (laughs) fever dreams of that or whatever you want to say but i just don't do the asap rocky and i just do not get along okay
0: you definitely wouldn't like that okay (laughs) then there you go i'm
2: envisioning i'm envisioning ryan like uh in in the crowd like so pissed off about this (laughs)
1: like fuck asap rocky
0: (laughs) Before you even knew who he really was, um, yeah,
1: like, like you—that's a—that's a surefire way to to lose a potential fan there.
0: And a lot of people were actually comparing those two, especially on this. Like, I think that they're well. First off, they're both—you uh, know—they both have braids. They've both den- dated uh, Kardashian, uh, well, Jenner, but Kardashian. Um, they have both uh, take drugs and rap over heavy beats. And sometimes she'll be. To be honest, though, with with Flacco, I don't
2: even know if he actually is really doing that or is just trying to, like, fit in into a specific type of culture.
0: Because, like, testing was just trash.
2: It wasn't, like, as if it was an album that, oh, it's meant for psychedelics. You know what I'm saying? It was just that like
0: yeah i mean like this album to me does what testing was trying to do was
2: trying but, to do yeah, yeah put yeah. on a
0: grander scale uh like and like with like more stakes to it now i think and also i think that album features some of asap rocky's worst production choices his weirdest creative decisions it seems and like some he's worst trying, rapping.
2: yeah it seems like he's trying to be like a creative director of, of sorts just like travis is currently doing but he's like really not good at it.
0: Yeah, he just doesn't. I mean, he is a rapper at the end of the day. Like, it's it's not and it's not a slight at him. He's a great rapper, but he has always had someone, as we've mentioned before, he had ASAP Yams to guide his, you know, curate his beats. At least there, he was involved in the process um, and everything he's released since ASAP Yams has died outside of the last album, which ASAP Yams did work on, um, is has been pretty mid. And I think that. Travis being a producer is a huge advantage to him. One of the things that I really, really like on here too is the sequencing on this album, dude. I
1: like, was, I was going to bring that up at some point if I didn't, yeah. Go dude, ahead. The,
0: it's, the, it's unbelievable the way that these songs just fucking mesh into each other, and like, there's no, and they just go like from one to one, and like obviously he changes a lot throughout the songs where you forget that you're listening to the same song. But like, if you just listen to the like. I haven't heard sequencing quite like this on an album where like every song just, even if it sounds totally different, it floats perfectly into the next song. Like Like, there was a ton of
1: thought. The best, uh, the best example I have for that, you know, we've heard uh butterfly effect, like, you know, 4 million times since it came out because it came out like more than a year ago or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But then to go from, from who, what, like with, uh with Nigos to, to butterfly effect and then into Houston fornication, which I feel like is like, arguably the most like signature Travis sound when I say, you know, like the most like throwback signature Travis sound on the album. Like, I feel like it's, I feel like the sequence. Yeah. I was gonna definitely gonna bring that up at some point. I feel like the sequencing is, is, and that's kind of what I, what I was discussing earlier with like the growth that he's shown and just like everything like that. I feel very, very strongly that, you know, and maybe, (laughs) maybe when you, you tease an album for like, you know, two and a half years or whatever, you you got to get that stuff right. But I think <laughs> that he definitely, uh, he definitely, he definitely did his thing on that. It's also, better than
2: it was on Birds in a Trap. Absolutely, yes,
1: uh, for sure, for sure. And I I really enjoyed Birds, but it's it's not even. I don't even think it's like. Uh, I don't even think it's particularly like particularly comparable. Also, one thing I wanted to say before, like before I forget, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, the song can't say. With, uh Don Tolliver so I listen to that song I really like it right I love the like the uh the opening like bridge or, or uh, the chorus rather and I'm like Don Tolliver like what like you know, I'm not, doesn't, doesn't like ring a bell for me. And I look up, you know, look him up on Twitter and I'm like, oh, he has like 4,000 followers on Twitter. I was like, okay, so I'm not like crazy, but I, uh, I really enjoyed that song. I Dude,
0: I that. thought he killed that shit. Yeah. I thought the singing and the rapping, the way that, I mean, the, uh, the yeah, chorus was a little bit ridiculous with, you know, short-
1: yeah, Yeah. It's very like the, like we were talking about our, earlier with like the, the Kanye, like sex, like, uh, <laughs> I got yeah. two hoes in my bed. I got them turning off. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, catchy. I really,
0: I really like that guy. I don't, he just signed him to Cactus
1: Jack I, records. I just, yeah, I, I saw that. I think it was, I, th- I saw that yesterday when I was like, kind of, you know, like doing a little, doing a little research for the pod and stuff like that. Yeah. I like last week when I first listened to it, I'm like, I have no clue who this is. Looked him up and as I said, he had like four thousand followers on Twitter, so I didn't like feel bad that I was you know, it wasn't like someone big that I was missing. And then uh <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was like thoroughly impressed with that with he that song and tape. his performance. He released a
2: mixtape last week. I had to listen to it, it was called Donnie Womack. Okay, yeah, well, I'll have definitely have to check that out. Definitely
1: have to check that out for sure. That was a. Uh, yeah, I was quite impressed. Okay, yeah, I, I think
0: that I liked the first half of the album more than the second half though. And the only reason because I think that I really like Travis is his unexpectability and just like the fact that like I never know what I'm gonna get from this guy. And on the second half, it was a little bit more predictable, a little bit more chill, a little bit more like the structures of the songs were kind of similar. Like, you know, you would have I mean, no no Travis song is just going to be a straight up pop structure. Like you're not going to get just like even outside of like maybe a few songs on Birds in the Trap, like the majority of his music is going to have these very like he's not very bound to structure as a lot of other artists are um but i will say that the second half like it was just a little bit more like i don't know it wasn't phoned in by any means i just thought that it kind of like lost a little bit of steam down the stretch butterfly effect still one of my favorite songs on the album i think my least favorite song on the album was astro thunder um i thought that it was just like really laid back and chill to the point where it was like i kind of wanted a little bit more from it Tra- the production on here was ridiculous like it was produced by Thundercat, Travis Scott, John Mayer, and Frank Duke. So I expected it to be like I read the credits, and I was like, "Oh, this shit is going to be like fucking some like every jazzy- single rapper likes John Mayer." Like- oh my god, yeah, he's like, yeah, I mean, he's making shit with Mac Miller, he's made shit with Kanye, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but but the thing about this is like, I I was very excited when I saw the track list, but it's just not one that's going to get a lot of replays for me. It's just way too low, like it's very low sounding. Uh, when I saw Thundercat and John Mayer, I was like, oh, this shit is going to be jazzy as fuck. This is going to be, yeah, this is going to be like some, I don't know, fucking something out there. Because they're both really <laughs> decent when they dabble in that. And it just was kind of kind of disappointing to me. Kind of just felt lifeless. Uh, I didn't really see the point of it. I will say, on the second half, the funniest fucking line in this whole album was 21 Savage.
1: I knew, you were, I literally knew you were going to bring <laughs> this up.
0: I nutted on her cheek, called her My baby, baby face.
1: face. Oh, man, that's so... <laughs> like oh wow (laughs) i'm not a uh, i'm not like a 21 stan but i do i do enjoy him honestly i fuck with savage i fuck with 21. i definitely i definitely definitely enjoy him but if that that is like the most signature 21 savage verse like that you could theoretically come up with like god's so rich Laurent, my dogs now you know what i mean Uh, (laughs)
0: It's like Thanks. you. It's like you put uh, you put a bunch of just twenty-one lyrics into a generator, like lyrics into a generator, yeah. <laughs> into a twenty-one Savage generator, and they came out on the other end. No, I mean I actually think he fits super well on here. Uh, I think honestly, like w- Jason said it before, like Travis definitely gets outshined a, a few times on this album. I'm not gonna lie, like I'm a Travis guy, but like even like I thought Takeoff killed him on Who What. I thought that. Drake probably got a little. Bit, I I still will say I think Travis actually had the better rapping on that. I think that Drake's was a little bit more catchy, um, which you know he's really good at that. Like he's fucking Drake. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> exactly. That's like his thing, right? Like he he is he has become the the meme rapper. Like he will create a hook that will stay in your fucking head for days, regardless of whether you like him or not. They're uh, Instagram
2: captions. You know what I mean? His lines are like Instagram captions now.
0: Exactly. Half as half, you know, that Zan line. I do is like, hang like
2: with the young and heartless.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, and I mean, it's the same thing that he did on God's Plan with, you know, I only love my, my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, he knows what he's doing. Uh, I think that a lot of this album is really caught me off guard, as I said before, but. I think it is – I don't like it quite as much. I like Rodeo a lot. I think that that album is really good. I know Jason hates it. I'm a fan of that album. I'd probably put this a notch below that and a notch above Birds in the Trap. Um, I think Birds in the Trap serves more as a mixtape. Apparently, it was supposed to originally be called Days Before Astro until Quavo had that line on Pick Up the Phone. Like, he was going to do, like, what he did with Rodeo, days before Rodeo. And that makes a lot more sense when I think about it. But to me, like, I think his rapping's improved. I think he's definitely rapping better on here, regardless of whether, you know, I like it all the time. I definitely think his rapping's a little bit better. His vocals are – he's being a little bit more creative. He's not ripping off people as much as he used to. Um, I really like this album, man. I'm going to put it – I'll probably be in my top five favorite of the year, to be honest. I know that – of the year. Yeah. I mean I can't really think of any other albums other than Trump. Kidsy Ghosts. I really like that album. I really liked Care For Me by Saba. I thought that album was brilliant. Um and I did to hit me. I don't know why too. Hmm. it's 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 a very depressing album. It's kind of one of those things where when you're in like when it was released it was perfect for me. You know what I mean? Like I was just I in definitely I that- yeah,
1: definitely feel that.
0: I was in that mindset and it's one of those albums that it takes like a while to like process and get into it's, and it's grown on me even more since it was released. I think it's something that it's not going to click for everyone, but I really, really like that album. Uh, other than that, like all the albums we've reviewed, I've liked, but not loved. Like, I don't think that like, there's a ton of albums that I'm like going to be like replaying all the time that we've reviewed, even though I might have
1: to probably edges it out a little bit for me, but I, I was a, Uh, you know, I was like a huge fan of that album, but again, I'm uh, you know, I really enjoyed Astro World World as well, for sure, obviously. And so,
0: so what is your final verdict on this?
1: Um, I, on, on the, uh, the poll that you posted, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10. yeah, I ther- yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right. There's, that's uh, very
2: consistent with like a lot of what people have saying. It's, it got an eighty five on Metacritic too. So Yeah, that, you're that not- checks it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not like out of bounds or, or whatever.
0: Yeah. And uh th- that you mentioned that, um, we are now doing a listener review. Um so if you you want to listen and actually have your voice be heard, you know, we're going to send out a poll for every album from now on. The root, the viewers rated it a 7.5 out of 10. That was the average uh of the album. I think that 8.5 is what I would give it to. Um my fa- I really like I said I really dig this album. I think that Travis is getting Even more creative than he was before. Um, I think that this will take him to the next level in terms of like crossover appeal. Like I think you're going to be talking about him for years now. I mean, he's he's probably he was probably already in terms of top rappers out now today. He's probably in the top 15 to 20 in terms of popularity. I think this gets him into the top 10, uh, if not the top five. Um, I mean, I think he's. I I thought maybe he was already in the top 10 because I think he, he probably yeah.
2: He's one of the more well-talked-about artists on the internet. I, 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 and not that people are talk, always talking about him uh, in terms of gloating, but, like,
0: he's... polarized Headlines. Yeah. Right, right. He makes headlines. Yeah, and the thing is, this album is going to get about almost 400,000 in its first week, uh, which is fucking insane. I never... I mean, his other albums, like, they had hits on them, but, like, their first weeks were much lower. They were like 60, 70,000. This one's going to get close to 400,000 with streams. It got, I think it got 500 million plays on Spotify. So like, yeah, yeah, this guy has, he's jumped a ton of people. (laughs) He's jumped a lot in terms of popularity. Uh, my favorite song on the album. I went back and forth on this because I really like a lot of songs on here, but I, I I just can't deny it. Like I think that SICKO MODE is one of the most creative, like, best rap songs I've heard all year. I think that that's definitely my favorite on here. Um, and then my least favorite, as I mentioned before, was Astro Thunder. Uh, Ryan, what what were your favorites and your least favorite? Your favorite
1: um, and your least favorite. It's it's tough to say, but I think that my favorite song on here is actually stargazing
0: okay the intro
1: yeah i really i really enjoyed it i mean i think the chorus is awesome and then we kind of talked about like the uh you know we keep we we're going back to like the uh the kanye like the the heavy like sex like type of deal with uh like with with kanye but i feel like he does that on like the second verse but like in a like, a better way, you know what I mean? Like, he go, you know, it ain't a mosh pit if it ain't no injuries, got him stage diving off the nosebleeds, uh, hit that booger sugar till she knows, uh, til love that nosebleeds. line. The and then, and then she goes, uh, and then he goes, bounce that shit forever, she on both knees, talking about forever, got a whole week, like, I think that that is, like, some, you know, it's not the, it's not the just straight up, like, I banged this bitch, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like that, but it also has that, you know, talk about forever. Got a whole week. Like he doesn't have time for that. You know what I mean? Jumping on my dick or, uh, she keeps dick jumping up, uh, uh, call me Moby or feel like Moby, whatever, whatever he did says you get the,
0: Did you get that double entendre? Cause I yeah, got like that the, immediately. The, the,
1: like, uh, Moby Dick and then like, uh,
0: Moby's yeah. album play yeah, I, on the cover. Yeah. I thought that was pretty creative.
1: Yeah. He, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And least favorite is tough for me to say i i honestly don't know i feel like least favorite might sh- this might be one where like I, it kind of just depends on my mood like you said astro thunder i thought was like you know it was eh, like you know was solid um yeah i guess and no bystanders it's catchy and it it definitely bangs but it doesn't like uh
0: connect with you
1: yeah it doesn't like really hit home for me you know what i mean if that makes sense so i would say between those two between like no bystanders and uh Astro thunder probably and that's not to say like i hated them but those two probably like didn't like hit with me in the same way
0: right no i know what you mean and and but just one thing before jason gives his final thoughts i will say that song is infinitely better driving in a car Fast, (laughs) so not that I would ever, you know, condone that. But if you are like that, song was made to be driven on, you know, listened to on the highway. Like the way that it accelerates from part to part. Um, Yeah, I actually didn't like that song at first, but it's grown on me a little bit over the course of these these few listens. So, Jason, your final verdict, favorite song, least favorite song, and final rating.
2: So I'd say my favorite song was. A tie. I would go. Yo's my. I would go. Houston fornication. So why would
0: you like Houston fornication so much? I'm curious. I thought
2: the beat was really good. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, he, this sure. is. The, this is. He sounds the best on this song. I think.
0: It's a sleepy, druggy banger kind of. Yeah,
2: I like it a lot. It's. It, it, I, I. I like it a lot. I, I really do. He sounds the best on this one. Uh, I mean, yeah. Nobody can press me, but the press. Nobody can check me when it's chest. They're coming <laughs> me, My neck like Gillette. I'm hard to catch. That's a butterfly effect. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it. You know what I mean? I, I'm starting to see it. Uh, and then yo's might. I would say, least favorite, I would probably say 5% tint. 5%
0: tint's really? your least favorite on the whole album? Really? Yeah.
2: That's- either that or either that. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Just because of the sample?
2: Just because of the sample. And either, it's either that or it's skeletons because, like, of the, of the whole obvious Kanye. Oh. From- <sighs>
0: Yeah, but it's Tame
1: Paula, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but, but you just can't just out of like principle, you can't say that like, it's.
2: But how, we, how like that's my thing. Like just like how are we judging him? You know what I mean. Like my whole thing is just like and any other artist, we really wouldn't accept that. But like I feel like the the the, the goalpost move with Travis all the time.
0: It's. Fa- I think that's fair, actually. I do think the goalpost moving. Now, one thing that I disagreed with what you said on Twitter was that you said he's logic with famous friends. Yeah, I was making a joke, but. To- <laughs>
1: yeah, we we should have brought that up earlier and got Jason out of here for that. Earlier.
2: Really- <laughs> <laughs> I was making jokes, but to be honest, like people cut out for logic for stealing Kendrick shit all the time, and then I see him. I see Travis stealing flows and doing this and people are just like, oh Travis, what a vibe maker. And it's just like, I mean, Logic's a lame o so it's a little different. So, also his
0: production isn't nearly as good it's as Travis. Trash. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah.
2: Logic Travis is a much better artist than Logic. I mean I would listen to a Travis album more than logic 10 times out of 10. But yeah. like it, it it is a question of whether like let's hold these guys to a standard, right? Like he if he's trying to take himself seriously, I was like, I think he wants to be like known as one of the greatest contemporary
0: artists we have right now. I think that so, that's – I agree with that. I think that's what he's going for. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, he's not trying to be DJ Khaled, right? He's not trying to only be a creator of vibes. He's seriously trying to be, like, a very serious artist. So we got to treat him as that.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think I think that all of your I, – I thought we were really going to go at each other's neck on this pod, but I think what we've come to the conclusion is that it's, you know, really depends on your taste, really depends on, like, obviously civil people, like – <laughs>
2: Twitter's a different animal. Like, you argue with people on Twitter. It, it, Twitter's a different angle, animal. Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll,
0: yeah, we'll yeah. take music, like, super personal for some yeah, reason. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, you can talk stuff out with people and, like, it, on the phone or, or in person and shit like that. It's a little not – yeah, we're not out of here going at each other's necks. Like, but, like <laughs>
0: – <laughs> <laughs> No, so anyway, <laughs> 808s and bars the civil podcast um,
2: <laughs> we might have one of these days though where
0: we come at each other though. <laughs> i think eventually i'm just gonna hate on an album that you really like and then it's just gonna like bubble up to the point actually but that's not true because like even when i didn't love the future album like i saw where you get where you were coming from right yeah, you know yeah
1: Oh, you, just gotta, you just gotta, for one album, just plan it out. Just go full first take, where you just, like, <laughs> Jason is, like, Jason is X and you are Y. True! True! <laughs> 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 <Am I kidding?
0: laughs> uh, so, what is your overall rating on the album, Jason? I said six, you know what? Because that you guys kind of, and we're gonna go 6.5. <laughs> okay, Th- because you gave testing a six, so I was wondering if you were going to give it a higher grade. Because I was like, this is definitely better than testing, uh, even though you probably like ASAP a little bit more than Travis, probably Wait, I a lot more.
2: Testing a six,
0: yeah. Can
2: I amend that to like a four? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can. W- can I? Can I amend-
0: <laughs> no, no, that shit was trash.
2: And the thing about it is, I was being really nice because I was like disappointed. But now I look back at it, I was like, no, this was garbage. This shit is like actually really bad.
0: Yeah, I want to amend – we'll amend some scores at the end of the year. We'll yeah. do like cook, – Cook the books a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going we're gonna to switch it around. Uh, but all right, I think that's a good place to end it. Ryan, thank you so much. Listen to Ryan's podcast. Uh, the- yeah, Ryan's
2: podcast is great, guys.
1: Listen to it. Good Takes Podcast. NBA is
0: Podcast. It's the good, is, that, is that the handle, Ryan? Good Takes NBA Pod?
1: Yeah, at Good Takes NBA Pod.
0: Follow that. Review subscribe, all the same shit that you should do for our podcast. Yes, really exactly. To do. And if you, sure. enjoyed, if you enjoyed this pod, share it with your friends because we're now averaging about 200 listens an episode, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it, it. Count it. <laughs> up. <laughs> the only song on that. I think that's a good place to end it. Thanks, guys. Peace out. We hope you enjoyed it.
1: Thanks for having me on. Later, guys. Later.